Ha, <laughs> we here. Big fish shit. Ooh, ooh. Welcome to the podcast. Hope y'all enjoy it. Hope y'all learn something. And most importantly, we hope y'all elevate. Let's get uh-huh. it. Big fish, hit a big lick. We gon' bet it right back and hit a big flip. We been up for a minute and we still lit. Get them cats going top, but we don't feel shit. We just giving y'all gems y'all can live with. Elevate your mind, never mind all the bullshit. Finna talk about stocks, we ain't worry about ops. First get the bread up and buy back the whole block. Ten toes down, we ain't never gonna stop. I'm a man of my word, I ain't never gonna flop. If I said it, then I meant it. Real ones gonna respect it, and it's still OG. It's in me, I represent it. Ooh. Ew, big fish shit, y'all know what it is, welcome back, welcome if you're new, OG Big Fish Podcast, want to thank all everybody that's been listening, shout out all the new listeners, we have those conversations here that can be a little bit controversial, can be a little bit uncomfortable, however, they're necessary for us to elevate and get to you know, where we would like to get in life, whether that's individually or overall with society, those are the conversations that we like to have. So sometimes you may be listening and hate me, hate what I'm saying, but just know <laughs> that it all comes from a good place and an honest place more important than anything else. And you know, I'm always open to the possibility that I may be wrong, and that's something that has allowed me to actually grow and learn in ways that I previously wouldn't have if I'm not being open and and just being stubborn, you know, so we got that out the way. Now let's get into it. So today, what am I going to say? I'm going to say we got an interesting topic, Uh, but we do. We do. And right now, the title of it, well, as I started off, you know, jotting down some notes, getting some thoughts together, the topic or the title, I should say, that came to mind was if not us, then who? If not us, then who? And we'll dive into, you know, what exactly sparked this title and get into the, the meat of it or the veggies of it. Uh, but it, it, it basically came about with the lack of leadership that we have, with a lot of fear when it comes to standing up for certain things that not only are just the right things, but just the obvious things. Um, So let's get into it. And the first thing that I wrote down when I was writing my notes is something that we all can relate to is that everyone complains. Everyone. Everyone complains. It's a natural thing. Whether we're talking to, you know, our, our homeboys, our girlfriends, you know, our significant others, our parents, you know, whether you're walking down the street and you hear somebody on their cell phone pass by, everybody complains, whether it's about the food service at a restaurant, whatever it is, everybody complains. However, what separates us is what happens after the complaints. The actions that happen after someone complains. That's what separates us. So, like I said, we're getting right into it. 
I want to start off by speaking about the heroes of the generations before. So when I think about my heroes of generations before, I used to think that they possessed some level of intelligence that was just far superior to the quote unquote common folk. You know, I used to think that, you know, they have some superhero powers almost of intelligence that was just on another level than everybody. And that's what allowed them to come out and speak the way they, you know, they speak and to have certain stances that they had. So intelligence was the factor that stood out to me. But did they really have, you know, just a higher IQ, um, a higher EQ, perhaps? You know, w- was that really what set them apart? And it got me thinking. So, you know, perhaps this may be the case in some areas to where, you know, you just get somebody that's super intelligent. But I think what is the main factor and what made them the leaders that they were, the heroes that they were, is that they didn't confuse themselves out of reality and they didn't confuse themselves out of clarity. The more intelligent they became, the more simplistic they saw the world and they saw the challenges and problems that occur in the world and society. And with simplicity, and clarity, what does this do? Uh, one can't gray area themselves through life. And what do I mean by one can't gray area themselves through life? I mean, you can't play the middle and play it safe your entire life. We can't. We can't play the middle and we can't play it safe our entire lives. With clarity and simplicity, It makes it harder to straddle the fence with decisions, no matter how big they are and no matter what the potential consequences are. See, not only do these type of leaders understand the potential consequences of them making clear cut decisions and and having clear stances. They take it a step further. They understand the consequences If they say and do nothing. Even if they believe something is clearly right or wrong. What happens if I say and do nothing? Those type of people develop this mindset and mentality. To let other people speak on it and take the risk. Oh, well, yeah, I know that's right, but I'm I'm not going to be the person to say it. You know, let the other person say it. Let the other person do it. And it goes back to that story. I forget who was talking. I feel like I forgot last time, but a couple episodes ago, we were talking about how if somebody's having a heart attack in a room full of people, they are less likely to get help because everybody will just assume that somebody else is going to help that person. Rather than if somebody you know drops from a heart attack and it's just you're the only person in the room. You're going to accept that responsibility to actually help the person. And this is the same thing. You know, why should we feel that, oh, well, somebody else will speak on something. Somebody else will take that risk. And a lot of times those situations are, are, 
you know, those stances are something that's going to directly impact you. So why should you be able to just not accept any risk of, of taking a stance and just push that on somebody else? Not only is this cowardly, but it directly hurts the advancement of our society. And as a man, just just speaking as a man, this ain't it. This is not what men do. This is not what, quote unquote, men traditionally have done, you know, especially ones that consider themselves leaders. It's just not the manly thing to do. You voice your opinion. Respectfully. And you stand on certain things, especially when you know the impacts that it may have and how detrimental it may be if you do not speak on certain stuff. But we're in a weird time. We are in a weird time. So perhaps this particular topic and situation um, is, is highlighted more now than ever based on where we are in society. So I was having a, a conversation. You're like, where is this even coming from? What is he talking about? So I was recently asked by somebody close to me, a family member um, that I look up to, respect, I'm holding the highest regards. And I was asked by them, it, <laughs> it, it, it sounds, whatever. I was asked by them um, if I should tone down saying that men should lead. And to me, this highlighted so many different problems in our society. And it, it actually just made me kind of like, damn, is this where we are right now? Like that I, and it's not that I'm saying it in an aggressive way or um, to shit on women. I'm actually saying it based on a lot of the complaints that I've had heard from women that are close to me. It, but let's go back to it. They asked me if I should tone down a little bit. And I get it. They were really trying to protect me. And I'm not, it's not them that I'm saying that it's a shame. It's, it's society. You know, it's society. The fact that we've been so intimidated to say certain truths that we, that I, I should, I, I may have to worry about me saying that, you know, speaking about how men should lead and become better leaders. You know, so they mentioned, you know, some of the I think they were playing devil's advocate in a lot of ways, but just bringing up certain points that others, not necessarily them, but others may challenge with my thinking and my stance. So they mentioned, you know, what about equal rights when it comes to men and women? <sighs> equal. I, I don't even equals a funny word and we'll, we'll get into it but equal rights this saying isn't and has never been realistic and a lot of our leaders our quote-unquote leaders in the 60s and beyond failed us they failed us by convincing us that this is a real concept that equal rights is a real concept it is not this 1960s talk, what I'll call it, has never gone anywhere and hasn't produced any real results for us. Anything. It's always been, 
you know, something, it's always been surface level results. It has not changed anything. Now, of course, I'm referring to, you know, the civil rights time. So, you know, when we're fighting for equal this, equal that. So I, I decided to look up the definition of civil rights. And this is what it says. Civil rights. Guarantees of equal social opportunities and equal protection under the law, regardless of race, religion, or other personal characteristics. Just to focus on the, let me say it again. Civil rights, guarantees of equal social opportunities and equal protection under the law, regardless of race, religion, or other personal characteristics. The definition of civil rights. So, just to focus in on this for a second. In what competitive environment? We realize we live in a competitive environment. Uh, maybe, actually, let me, we don't realize it. And maybe that's part of the problem. We don't realize that this is all a competition. It's competitive. There's a certain amount of resources that we're all competing for. Uh, it just is what it is. We're competing. You, you, I, I don't understand. And it's like we, we understand this as we're younger, but we don't get it as we get older. In high school, you want, the, you want this, a certain, a certain guy. You want a certain woman. You know, a certain, like, this is what happens. You compete. You compete for prom king, prom queen. You, this is what happens. You compete. So let me let me not get off track here. But the the main thing that was so puzzling to me is this lack of understanding or, or us fighting for things to be equal. Now, think about this. Does it make sense to fight for things to be equal or as we are competing, are we fighting for advantages? In what competitive environment do the competitors, hey, let's fight so we can be just as prepared as the other team? No, I want to be more prepared. I'm working my butt off to, to get advantages, not, to, not for things to be equal. And isn't it funny that, it, that the people who are being treated unfairly Obviously, in this case, when we're talking about the 60s, we're talking about black, African-American, whatever, you know, term you you choose to describe us as. But. Being treated unfairly. And asking for equality. And let me let me let me dive in a little bit. So. I'm not sure if it will. We all negotiate in our day to day lives whether we understand that they're negotiations or not, um, you know, whether you're asking your parents as kids, like, hey, can I have um, two scoops of ice cream? No, you can have one, but you can I have this? Well, you can't have that toy, but, you know, hey, we can have this, or you, you can't have, you know, two of these, but you can have, this is, this is all negotiating. So when we tend to negotiate, what, what is usually the result? Do we get exactly what we're asking for or do we get a little bit less? So just in my experience, <laughs> I've learned that in negotiations, you typically get less of what you're asking for. So if we ask for things to be equal, we'll probably get something less. 
But I get it. You can't go into, especially you're going into the powers that be who, you know, are the ones oppressing us. You can't ask your oppressor to say, hey, can we have an advantage? (laughs) I get that. It's never going to happen. So you have to ask for equality. I get it. However, our internal standard amongst ourselves, and I'm talking about this, I'm just using... I, I'm just using blacks right now as an example to get to illustrate this point. So our internal, our internal standard has never been of a winning mentality, even internally when it's just us. We like, yeah, we got to be equal. We got to be this. Everybody else is trying to win the game while we're running around trying to tie. It's very hard to tie a game. Just look around, it's at the NFL, the NBA, all these different sports. You very rarely see ties. Well, in basketball, you can't. But look at the other sports. It's very hard. Most games don't go to overtime because it's tied. Most games don't go to extra innings in baseball because it's tied. In tennis, you know, them doing, um, let me not speak on that. But I know that most games don't go to extra sets, right? So... It's, or maybe they maybe they do. I don't know. I'm not really too sure with tennis, but I know that it's very hard to tie a game. You go to Vegas and you start betting ties and stuff, whether it's boxing or anything else, you know, you're you're typically not going to win. Most games there's a winner, and most games there's a loser. It just is what it is. So and like I said, I don't work hard to have an equal shot at winning over my competition. I work to I work hard to gain any and every advantage I can over my competition, no matter what I'm competing in. So let's uh, get, get to story time. So real quick story. I'll always remember Coach Caldwell on the Colts. You know, when I first got there as a rookie, um, the, I believe the first team meeting that we ever had, it, it may have been him just addressing the rookies or it may have been the first team meeting with everybody. But he made one thing very clear. Right out the right out the gate, he said he will not treat us equally. He will not ever. But that he will always be fair. There's a difference. I'm saying that there's a difference. I'm sure he said it too, but I'm just letting everybody. There's a difference. He said that he will not treat us equally. But he will always be fair. And you saw as I slowed down saying that because I wanted to I wanted you to grasp what I was saying. But in all actuality, isn't this obvious? Nothing is equal. So so I, I should say, should I have raised my hand and said, nah, Coach Caldwell, you should I should be treated the exact same as Peyton Manning. Everyone would laugh at me. I would laugh at myself. That makes no sense. We are not equal. So why should we be treated equally? Fair is an entirely different concept. And even that, that's a stretch, but let's not get into that. But when when we use the word equal, it tends to be more appropriate for philosophical, utopic worlds rather than reality. It just does. 
And I have a question. I have a question, serious question. Do we even really want things to be equal? And even if we do, like, really, do we want things to be equal? And the next question is, would that be even be possible and how, even if it was? So that's just something to just sit with for a little bit. But let's get a little more specific and relate it back to what I told you I was asked as far as, you know, yeah, you, do you think you want to be a little bit more careful as far as saying men should lead? I assume that that question was only asked to me based on, you know, the the strong push for feminism. You know, where I mean, who who would I have to be careful? Like, who would I be offending? Who would I risk offending by saying something like that? And obviously, I'm assuming that most of that is based on women and, and the feminist movement. And. I don't want to get too into that. Well, actually, we will. You know, it is what it is. But I have a question. Do women really want to be equal to men? Do women really want to be equal to men? Fellas, do you think that? No matter what is said, do do you really think that? Ladies, do you really, really want to be equal to men? Do you want to fight wars? Do you want to confront the burglar when he comes in the house? Do you, do you want to stand up for your, for your family? Uh, maybe when you're, you're getting into an altercation at the mall with somebody, whoever it may be. Do you, do you want to be the one standing in front of your husband, standing up for him? Do, do you want to be seen the same as men in a physical altercation? You know, do, do we think that that's fair? Do we think that that's okay? To, oh, yo, the, the guy was just fighting the girl. He beat her up. So what? It's, they're equal. No. That's not okay. Ladies, do you want the responsibility of leading the family and everything that comes along with that? Not just the power to make certain decisions, but everything that comes along with that. The weight of the entire family on your shoulders. Do you want that? And, and be clear, I'm not even asking right now, I'm not even focusing on whether or not you're capable of leading. That's not what I'm saying right now. But is this what you want? Is it what you want or is it what you've been forced to do and forced to become because the lack of male leadership and men not fulfilling their roles as men? So as I was going through those questions, you probably were getting upset. Maybe. Well, I shouldn't I shouldn't assume that. Let me not assume. I'm just basing this off on a lot of the conversations that I've had about this topic with um, a lot of women. Uh, and a lot and some and men as well. But but what it always comes down to, it's like, well, we've been forced. To take this role to become more masculine. To become to take more of a leadership role. So aren't we saying the same thing by me saying that men should lead? I don't leave it just at that. I say men should lead and become better leaders. We need to be better. We've failed. We have failed as leaders. 
men across the board. For you to feel that you need to become more masculine, ladies, and that you need to assume more of a leadership role. And when I you know, have these conversations, you know, you say, oh, well, it's because, well, who else is going to do it? Who else is going to? That just means that we haven't fulfilled our role. So I get it. I get it. I'm with you. I am with you. You deserve better when it comes to the leadership that men are providing, period. All right. So I've seen and and I've actually it's funny, this question, when I say, do women really want to be equal? Do we want to be equal? Um, You know, in various situations, I've seen this on sports teams that I've been on and, and in life, you know, on the job, sports teams, whatever. And I noticed that a lot of times the people fighting, talking shit, you know, hey, I want this role. You know, they're fighting to play a certain role or position. They don't even really want it. They want to complain that they're not the starting quarterback. However, they don't really want the responsibility that comes along with it. They don't want the hours of film that it's going to take. They don't want the extra study that it's going to take. They don't want when you lose a game, everything falls on your shoulders. They don't really want to go in the game. They just want everybody else to think that if they actually got in the game, that they'd be better, that the team would be better. But they don't ever actually want to prove that. And I'm not saying that this is the case with the example that I just brought up. But I'm just using it to highlight a point. And I'm not saying that this is always the case even with sports. However, there's just some people that are better fit for roles than others. You know, I never I never thought that we'd win more games, whether I was in college, you know, or let's say with the Colts, you know, say like, hey, um, Coach Caldwell, I think we'd win more games if I was playing quarterback over um, Peyton. I think we'd win more games if I was playing defensive end over Robert Mathis and Dwight Freeney. That's not my role. I I don't even like I don't even see that. You know, I don't. That's not my role. Is that a more more of a leadership role? Yes, it is. But that's not my role. I just wanted to excel in my role that best suited me and the overall team, period. Now, (laughs) let's be real. Now, of course, confidence may tell me and us sometimes that we can have a greater role. You know, we can play a greater role within that role that we can be, you know, shoot. Hey, I'm better at my position than that person. You know, we I get that. And maybe that's true. Maybe it isn't. However, it has to be within the lane that the lane that we are playing in. It has to be. And before before we transition, I want to make sure that I highlight the fact once again that we have gotten to a point where it is dangerous to say men should lead. Think about that. And and I'm not going to elaborate on it anymore. I just want to leave it right there. Let us think about it. Let us process it. You know, do what you want with it. But uh, let's move on. So. One of the things that I've also noticed is that when you say things with confidence, 
and have points to support your position. People think you are being aggressive, worked up, angry, excuse me, all of these different things. Just by having a solid stance and solid points to support that stance, even if even if you're not passionate about it, but you just know this is what it is based on this. And what's wrong with being passionate about something? But I'm saying even if you're not passionate about it, you're considered as, oh, you know, people start to excuse the points. You know, they want to deflect the actual points that you're making. But <laughs> talk about, oh, you're being aggressive. Like this is you're worked up. You're angry. No. Isn't that what we're supposed to do? You're supposed to do your research to develop a solid stance and opinion on something based on the research that you're doing. And then when you have the conversation with somebody are you supposed to just say it passively and not support your your stance with any um, with anything? You know, with any facts? Are you not supposed to support your stance with facts? Because when you do, it, it, it tends to it te you're just being angry. You're being stop deflecting. This is how we reach. When, when I talked earlier about us elevating and having purposeful conversations this is what we have to do we have to support our claims with evidence with facts because if we don't then we're just talking shit but that's what it seems like what did i go back to people complain right everyone complains but the difference is what happens after so there's problem solvers and then there's just shit talkers. People who just talk shit, they just want to talk shit in environments where they feel comfortable talking shit, complaining. Problem solvers use that energy to identify a certain problem that, that exists, to do research and figure out different ways to actually fix the problem. To make sure that they're seeing it in in a way that that is most beneficial for us elevating and moving forward. All right, conducive to that, rather than I'm just talking shit. But for whatever reason, we don't like that. It's intimidating. It's intimidating to actually have a point and and support it with certain things like oh my god this person has a point you have a you have a stance and you're actually going to bring support to it as well you're not just going to say it the other person should be thinking the same thing they should be doing the same thing support your position with something and let's figure out how we can oh i didn't even know that okay boom okay that's that's an area that i can grow so then we can come together and move forward but we've just gotten to a place in society where we're comfortable just talking shit, having no accountability with it, having no support, and just that being what it is. And then when we get to certain environments to where our stance can actually change things by us speaking out on them, 
We don't do it. We're scared. We're scared. And this is what this entire episode is about. I I started off by saying, if not us, then who? If not you, if not me, then who? If we don't speak on certain stuff, if we don't take certain stances, do we just think that life magically is going to get to a certain point that, oh, yeah, it just corrected itself? Are we willing to wait for that? And are you willing to because because sometimes things do correct themselves. But are you going to like the way that it corrects itself? Because when things naturally correct themselves, a lot of times we don't like what comes with that. We don't like what comes with that. So therefore, everybody has to. Everybody has to really. Take a, a look in the mirror. Deep down. And, and maybe actually, you know, I was going to say and, and really take ownership in standing on certain things. But I don't even think that that's realistic because I think some people just aren't the type of people that will ever speak out. Everybody's not a leader. And when, when shit hits the fan, when it's a tough environment to lead in, people tend to not want that responsibility. So how about this? Why don't we start here? With even if you're not the type of person that will take the stand, will lead. At the very least, can we just not have you discouraging others who are? Maybe encourage them. Maybe you support them. So then maybe others will as well. Because it's a lot easier to attack one person, silence one person, cancel one person, than it is to cancel and silence and bully a group. It's just harder. You know, it's easy to jump one person, right? Okay, but it's not really easy to jump an army of people. And and we need to understand that because everybody, just like the example with the the heart attack everybody just takes the coward approach oh it's inconvenient for me to speak out on this oh I just want to get back to my family oh I don't want to put myself at risk I don't want to potentially make this group mad I don't you're being bullied you are being bullied and when you continue to be bullied The bully gets stronger and stronger and things get worse and worse and not in your favor. And it's just not what men do. I'm talking to the men right now. It's not what the men do. And like I said, everybody's going to lead in different ways. Everybody has a different role. Some people are vocal. Some people are. There's there's different ways to even if you're not going to lead, there's different ways to support and encourage certain people who are willing to take that risk and are willing to take that stand. We owe it to those people to support them. We owe it to those people. To encourage them. And I get it. We want to protect our loved ones. I get it. Not, like I always go back to this where, 
you know, there was times where I was very vocal about certain things and my parents were nervous and rightfully so. You know, if you're if you're voicing certain things, nobody wants their kids to, you know, people want change, but nobody wants their kids to to be the person that, you know, stands and takes, you know, stands at the front line, you know, in the line of fire, taking those shots. I get it. I get it. However, it isn't that what isn't that what our greatest heroes and leaders did? Isn't that what the people that we look up to did? So, I mean, I understand that there's real fears and there's real danger. But without getting too spiritual, our, our role on, on this earth, at least my purpose, you know, I guess you have to understand your purpose is to make a change. And with making a change, it's always going to be dangerous. But you just accept certain things. And that's what real, you know, you always talk about Achilles. I shouldn't say you always talk about it. I always have conversations about Achilles and, you know, him saying that he wanted to be remembered. And, you know, in a lot of ways, Achilles, you know, we talk about him actually, you know, if you know the story of Achilles, him being immortal. You know, aren't we all searching for immortality in life? You know, because what is immortality in life? It's it's you making a, a big enough impact on the world, us making a big, big enough impact on the world to where it will be remembered until the end of time. Right. Isn't that immortality? You know, the whole physical death and stuff like that, that's, you know, but immortality and maybe that's why when what happens when somebody dies they they almost get elevated to a certain level of heroism now shit i'm definitely not saying i'm trying to die right now i'm not not saying anything that our leaders should should be should have this this acceptance of oh if i if i say men should lead then somebody may try to kill me or something i'm not saying that at all but I'm just using an extreme example to prove a point, to illustrate what is going on and to illustrate what will continue to go on if certain changes aren't made. If certain people aren't willing to step up. And like I said, stepping up comes in a lot of different ways. It's not just always the person that's going to grab the mic. There's different roles for everybody. There's different roles for everybody, but we have to make sure that we're doing a tremendous job in supporting the people that accept those roles that have the highest risk because they're doing them for all of us. They're accepting that role for all of us. Right. So it, it's, it's no different than appreciating, you know, somebody that goes out there and fights for your freedom, fights for your rights. It's you have to appreciate that. Right especially if we're not willing to do it ourselves. So that's how we'll wrap it up. You know, hopefully I didn't get you guys too upset or um, rub you the wrong way too much. But the main takeaway that I want us to leave with, if not us, then who? All right. So let's figure out a way to always elevate 
each other, elevate with each other, um, elevate society, and to just continue moving in a more positive direction. So with that, strength and honor, onward and upward, and I'll talk to y'all soon. Make sure you share this. <laughs> Make sure that you give some feedback on Instagram or wherever you listen to it. Um, but, you know, we, we look forward to hearing your feedback and we really appreciate your support. So have a good one and let's get to it. Ew. How we here? Big fish shit. Ooh, ooh. Welcome to the podcast. Hope y'all enjoy it. Hope y'all learn something. And most importantly, we hope y'all elevate. Let's get uh-huh. it. Big fish, hit a big lick. We gon' bet it right back and hit a big flip. We been up for a minute and we still lit. Get them cats going top, but we don't feel shit. We just giving y'all gems y'all can live with. Elevate your mind, never mind all the bullshit. Finna talk about stocks, we ain't worry about ops. First get the bread up, then buy back the whole block. Ten toes down, we ain't never gonna stop. I'm a man of my word, I ain't never gonna flop. If I said it, then I meant it. Real ones gonna respect it, and it's still OG. It's in me, I'm 